Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I'm James. And we are doing a podcast without Michael because he's got the work, 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 work. Yeah, he had to travel. So I guess you guys are lucky enough you get to hear more of me and James this week. <laughs> That's right. I don't know how Michael does it. You know, he's out there. He's always doing hard labor. I literally would just sat on the couch, look to the left, and then I broke my back again. So I'm in immense pain as well, which is great. It's a, it's a great way to record a podcast is, <laughs> is, you know, you turn 34 and then it's all downhill, Christina. It's all you just downhill. need, you just need like a neck brace for when you're at the computer. So you don't have to turn your head. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there exactly. Go. <laughs> I need to get a, I need to get one of those lower back pain uh, pads. Like the heating pads are really cool. Actually, last time I, I hurt my back, I'm always hurting my back, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like to say that I slipped a disc, but uh, Heather, my wife, will tell me that I did not slip a disc and then, and that I would be in much more pain if I slipped a disc. Uh, but I like to say that I slipped a disc and that it keeps wobbling. And then every time it wobbles, it hurts. So but there's these cool um, heated back pain pads that you can get. I highly recommend them just if you want uh, heated pads for your back. They're really fun. I don't know, but they're sort of like almost like mini discs and you you know wrap it around your entire waist. Uh, but they just heat up and they last for like ever. They're really good. Uh, that's what I need to go get today. Maybe I'll. Have you ever used the the heating cream? No, no. I should get that. Is that like the no, one? No, don't, like, don't sh- get it. No? Okay. Don't. Don't try it. I tried it one time. My like lower back was hurting from like working out. And I woke. I put it on before bed. I woke up in the middle of the night and it, w- it felt like my skin was on fire. Oh, yeah. And I had to go rinse it off. I forgot. I think it was like... um. Shoot, I can't remember the name of the brand, but I do not recommend those those like salves or bombs or whatever. Just get like a heating pad or even like those rice pads that you can stick in the microwave for like a minute. Mm-hmm. Those work great. But yeah. yeah, it was it was I had to like I jumped to this like a cold shower because I was like, get the stuff off my back. But it was the oil that was in the salve like soaked into my skin and it was like a chemical burn that was happening. The mm-hmm. most painful thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, don't yeah. don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, don't want to do that. I think that I think that's why yeah. I like the the pads, like you said, the heated pad mm-hmm. or something else, because you can take it off at any time uh, yeah. compared to yeah. the gel. And it's, it's real pro- heat. It's not fake yeah. chemical heat. Yeah, it's most likely uh, whatever whatever you're thinking about is something that Shaquille O'Neal probably like did a commercial for, like probably like a Ben Gay commercial or something like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like this heated thing. <laughs> so you're like, oh geez. Well, the one I used, it was like all. It's like you can get it at like a grocery store, but it's like an all natural version. So I'm pretty sure there was like ghost pepper essence in it or something. Ah, scary. That, yeah, yeah. It was scary. You know what else is scary? What's that? Huge, massive Nintendo leaks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so apparently, okay, in late July, there was this huge leak of Nintendo files, and it was source code and dev repositories from games like Super Mario World, uh, the canceled Zelda 2 remake, Super Mario 64, uh, Ocarina of Time, Super Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Yoshi's Island. There are a ton of games. This was a huge leak, and it's being referred to as the Giga Leak. The Giga League. Yeah, the Giga League. <laughs> it's not, nobody's really sure how these files were obtained, but the majority of people are saying that it is legitimate just because of the massive quantity of files that were leaked all at once. And they were all uploaded to 4chan. That's where it originally was, was all posted. So um, people are finding some pretty interesting things in these files. Uh, 
lot of fans have had some time to pour over the code uh, over the last week, and they've found some some funny and concerning things. <laughs> uh, one of the things was there's a, a list of like uh, Luigi assets, and it shows Luigi giving the player the middle finger, and that's that's one of the options in it. There was an animation of Mario punching Yoshi to breathe fire, like stuff that has was never supposed to see the light of day there's been like um tools that developers would build to learn how to do something that have leaked and like really strange stuff that people like the everyday person would be like okay cool i don't i don't get it It, it's it's whatever it's a image of of a 3d character model for the original link um, but, you know, to fans, this stuff is like they're like digging into their childhood and getting nostalgic about it all over again. They're seeing things that they would have normally never seen in a game. They're kind of you know, pulling back the curtain, which I can see would, is really exciting, really cool. Yeah. But but, you know, but put all these cool, awesome things aside. There is a huge moral dilemma about the files that were released. While a lot of fans may be super nostalgic looking through these bones of, of their game of their favorite childhood games, please keep in mind that somebody at some point really big time broke the law, and this is a really bad leak for the industry. Um, none of these things were meant to be seen by the public, and this the, the leaks contain files that have personal information in them, like intern emails, private conversations between developers. And sometimes they're discussing like staff drama and things like childhood trauma. Like, could you imagine having a private conversation years ago while you're building this game and all of a sudden the whole world can see it? That that's so bad. Yeah, sort of <laughs> like if all of your if all of your private Slack messages like automatically turn into a public, you know, yeah. Slack channel, like whoops. Yeah. So. Yeah. And a lot of developers are also seeing this as the beginning of the game industry becoming even more secretive to avoid future leaks. And so far, Nintendo has not commented on the leak, but from some of the stuff I did see of the not cool game stuff, this, uh, man, I wish that they would, whoever posted this would have like gone through it and like taken the personal stuff out because that just makes this, like it, it taints the whole cool nostalgic part of it and kind of ruins it a little. Yeah, I mean, that stuff is not cool the no. the leaking of stuff is always is a tricky one because it's like oh that's really cool that, like there's never before and seen stuff and normally that that stuff would be added into a some some of the things might be added into like a collector's edition or if they're you know doing a big mario yeah. 35th anniversary thing like okay like there's a special edition and there's this art book of like never before seen stuff you're like well that's cool and and you know game studios do do that but then there's always stuff that's just like this stuff is scrapped but you know how sort of companies work is you don't really ever delete anything mm. you're like here's this prototype i made this one time like cool that's in the archive somewhere that's like on some server somewhere so i mean mm -hmm. it's uh it's it's something that i started to see randomly just because there's articles you know like on polygon and, and kotaku yeah, there's a ton out there on it right now yeah and i mean it's yeah. stuff that i wouldn't see because i don't hang out on 4chan or any of those um 8chan or any mm -hmm. anything like that i don't i don't i don't no, you avoid the chance. I don't want I don't <laughs> want to go there. I don't want to be there. And and again, we don't actually know. We assume that they're legit, right? We assume I mean, it would, it would take a lot of work. I would say but, that they definitely are considering the fact yeah. that a lot of developers have seen the leak. Like who, yeah. who was it that you were talking about before? 
Oh, there's um the one guy like I think it's uh, Dustin. I think I want to say his name is, um, but mm-hmm. he um he's a developer on Star Fox, and he made a developer tool that um you know you can like program words and names and stuff like that. Dylan, that's his name. Sorry. And mm-hmm. someone like posted a screenshot of his tool and you're like, okay, like that's crazy. Cause I haven't seen that in like 20 years or 30 years. You know what I mean? Like, cause he yeah. doesn't work for the company anymore. But, like there it is. Sure enough, you know, kind of, kind of crazy. So but, I would say stuff like that. There's been a couple things that have been evidence that this is definitely legit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the question is, is some of the stuff legit? And then some of the stuff, like, is it modified? Is it original? Right. Is it, you know, I assume yes, but then like someone totally could have made it. Like this is Grandpa Yoshi. Like that that could be legit, or it could not be legit too. Like p- people could make it, but uh, definitely fascinating in general. I'm not gonna go seek out any of this stuff because I'm not that fascinated mm-hmm. in in things that aren't in games that I can't play, anyways. But I do think it's uh, fascinating. I do wish that. Um, I don't want Nintendo to like comment on it necessarily, but I think it would be cool if Nintendo did talk about some of the like, you know, put out more information, even though you're saying like maybe they'll be more secretive, but, like maybe they could put more, you know, archive like on the what Nintendo website, like here's like this cool archive of like cool things yeah. for each game or something. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Well, they have had a couple smaller leaks and you think that, you know, the smaller leaks would cause them to maybe do something like that but nintendo doesn't really follow logic in that way that (laughs) which we've learned (laughs) so i I would be amazed if they did something like that i think they should it would be cool but i would be amazed if they took a lot of this archived like stuff that developers used and experimented with and you know made it available to the public yeah i could see them using it for maybe an exhibition that they do that you have to pay money to go see or you have to pay money to watch something that includes it but i don't see them just putting it out there yeah if anything they'll just harden their security more than any Mm, anything now that's that's all they'll do yeah that that seems about seems about right yeah and i'm sure nintendo's freaking out right now trying to figure out how this even happened yeah who got access to this and who did this because that's a from what I'm seeing, this leak is intense. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, a lot of stuff. So someone, yeah, someone downloaded some some AWS uh, S3 bucket was open somewhere on the internet. So that's my assumption. No, <laughs> but I know I don't know. It's it's I don't really. I'm fascinated just to know if it was some internal person that put in a thumb drive and I go like, oh, here because they're all old files, right? So they're all really tiny mm-hmm. files compared to today. Like, I was just watching this gaming historian on Super Mario Brothers three, which is one of my favorite games of all time, and you know, he was comparing the file size, which the file size of Super Mario Brothers, the original is like 320 kilobytes and the file size of Super Mario Brothers three, which is a ginormous game in comparison is three megabytes, right? So mm-hmm. these art assets from early days are small, like even all of you know, Mario 64 is a, is a small. Game yeah, it wouldn't take much to just download them or yeah, download them onto something. Yeah. But yeah, if I if it were if I were a developer from years ago and I worked in Nintendo and all my conversations are being leaked, I would be nervous. That's that's what I mm. see the most from this is mm. problematic is, you know, there's probably a lot of developers that had conversations or they were joking around with their buddies. And now if that's public and I mean, there was one thing I saw where there was one game that was canceled due to just staff drama. Mm. 
So like seeing stuff like that, it's like, okay, people just, just stop looking at that stuff. Focus on the cool stuff, please. Like stop ruining it. (laughs) But I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. That's true. Well, let's get on to some uh, happier news because our favorite game of all time, Animal Crossing New Horizons, back to number one in Japan, almost selling 100,000 copies last week, which brings its total for Japan up to 5.2 million copies. That is literally um, one third of all Nintendo Switches in the country have this game, which is very, very impressive. Um, and it's really great because we're we'll talk about sort of Animal Crossing updates here in a little bit and some drama, of course, because we got to have a little drama with Animal Crossing. It was <laughs> great to see it, it, it pop up and, and Paper Mario, which did come in number one um, last week, um, you know, is down to selling 50,000 copies. And, you know, I think Paper Mario will go on to sell, you know, to good numbers, but it won't be fantastical. Yeah. But it's still great to see that, you know, if you look at the charts in Japan, um, eight of the top 10 are Nintendo Switch games. It's just completely crushing it over there. And same with the hardware sales. In comparison, the Nintendo Switch is selling 100,000 plus units every week compared to PlayStation, which is at like 1,000. I mean, I know PlayStation 5 is about to come out, so maybe that'll switch around, but maybe it won't. I don't I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like, but uh, it's cool to see mm-hmm. Animal Crossing is is back. And to be honest, why not? They keep adding more and more content. So there is the possibility that uh, it could reach number one in the States again. It's not this week, which we'll talk about later. But uh, I have a feeling that Animal Crossing is is due for a big comeback. Oh, yeah, for sure, especially with this second summer update mm-hmm. I'm ready. <laughs> that, that came out this last week, uh, where two huge big new features were added to the game for August, which are fireworks or firework shows and dreaming so dreaming gives the players the ability to visit other players islands in a dreamlike state so you can also share your own island as a dream too um i it was interesting because i opened up my mailbox and i got a special bed from someone named luna Mm. and i guess while dozing off you'll be greeted by luna who offers these visits Um, she gives those who share their island a dream address which players can use to visit each other's island in a dream And nothing is permanent in the dream state because nothing you do is saved. So you can explore and do whatever you want on on the island that you visit. Now, dreaming was first introduced in Animal Crossing's New Leaf and visiting islands was called dreamwalking. So, you know, as we're seeing with a lot of these updates that have been coming out, they're taking a lot of features that were in previous games and putting them in the newer one, um, which is pretty interesting. And for fireworks, there's going to be fireworks shows happening on the island every Sunday evening in August at 7 p.m. And you can actually take part in the show by redeeming bells or basically, you know, paying bells <laughs> for raffle tickets in the plaza. And you can unlock various festive items. Uh, players can even choose a custom design pattern to create firework displays. So we're going to make some uh, Nintendo Dispatch fireworks happen soon. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think this is pretty pretty neat overall i'm really into it mm-hmm. i mean the dream thing is nice because today when you're visiting people's islands you're usually probably going to the same island over and over again uh unless you're you know doing some turniping or whatnot but uh i think it's cool because maybe you're just like oh i'm kind of bored i just want to see what what other people mm-hmm. are doing and you just hop in and there you go and it has a cool animation and cool kind of atmosphere to it which i kind of like so i'm into that mm-hmm 
Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. I'm more excited for the fireworks, but I do see the benefit of dreaming because then if I want to visit a friend's island and I don't want to wait to like let them have me visit or they have to be online or anything like that, I can just go when I want. Um, which is pretty, pretty cool. Now, Nintendo is also giving players an island backup service. So in order to do the whole dreaming thing, you have to upload your island. And a a way that they're allowing that to happen is through these like island backups. So the the feature is separate from Switch's cloud save feature through Nintendo Switch Online. But it automatically uploads your island and user save data to the internet at certain times. Um, So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool that they're kind of giving this extra little feature in there so you can kind of back up and save and make sure the island that you spend hundreds and hundreds of hours working on won't just be corrupt and that's it. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of, I am confused. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you looked it up a little bit, but I'm sort of confused why this is different than the cloud save feature. Like, doesn't my cloud save feature already back up my island? Uh, I'm guessing no. Oh. for them to do this but also but also i feel like this is their way of it's it's kind of a connection to the dreaming like they needed to implement this in order for the dreaming to be able to happen so they're like well let's just offer this as a service then Mm. you know what i mean you know why i think that i'm gonna go to nintendo.com and Mm -hmm. i bet the reason that it's different is because animal crossing is um, doesn't have the cloud save feature. I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. It does yeah, not have the, it does not have the cloud save feature. Okay. So that's why that answers that. <laughs> yeah. And since if you remember the animal crossing, new horizon is tied to your switch, not to your account, right? Cause mm-hmm. if you have different profiles on your switch, you can still only mm-hmm. have one Island because it's a weird, wacky thing that they did. There's no way for them to, um, link, I mean, they could do it, but they're not linking the game to your profile, which means they're not linking it to your, your, your online state. So fascinating. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating to me. That's like, we're going to do this different thing. Yeah. Well, just leave it to Nintendo to do something different for the sake of being different. (laughs) That's very true. All talking about all this crazy, ridiculous backup saving and whatnot. Apparently, it's it's uh, going good for a lot of people, but not so good for people that have, you know, tweaked and modified the game with weird and wacky items. Um, You know, people have been hacking their their islands and then uploading their hacked islands because they want to dream away. Um, there's actually a new feature in it, which enables people to flag an island that they visited as uh, cheating. So you can go in and say, hey, um, people, I mean, I don't know why you would do this. It seems like a seems like a, a, a kind of a mean thing to do if you're just visiting islands. But you can say people are cheating. So you can get those little star, um, usually see like the star trees or whatever that people have been doing. People can report that and people have been getting email takedowns that says your online data will be deleted. So they're not blocking your switch or they're not, um, you know, deleting your game save, but they are taking down your game save from the internet and people can't visit your dream island. Apparently this is only happening if people are reporting so that they're not, they're not from what I can read on the internet, scanning your save file and looking for invalid data. If people are reporting you as cheating, uh, then, uh, then they they may actually 
take take it down. So people have like lemon trees and a few other things. Uh, now there could be many reasons why they do this. Maybe it's because you know they don't want to mess up their systems or they can't reliably back up your data and restore your data. So they don't want people doing it. But it it also is something where Nintendo doesn't really want. They're they're just not about it in general, even though technically Mm -hmm. it has no impact on the game. But then there is this reseller third party market. So maybe they want to stop that. Um, You know, it's not since it's not really a competitive game. There's not really necessarily like cheating or spoiling the game. It's just aesthetic there. Um, But yeah, Nintendo sends an email. The the emails, at least that we see on people's Twitters, which again, we assume are correct, which is a big thing. That's like, you know, we see that you're, yeah, as invalid you know, cheating data and they're like this is nintendo's final decision to delete your thing so you can't rebuke it at all because it's in it's in your terms of conditions by playing the game right and, and by being online um mm-hmm. but yeah anyways so that's kind of a kind of a bummer but uh yeah yeah i don't know i mean i don't know i it doesn't impact me but uh i don't know it still kind of stinks. I, I see. I see it. I see it both sides of the coin because on one hand, a lot of these people that are getting reported are like hardcore Animal Crossing YouTubers who, mm. you know, they work so hard on their islands and they make these hacks and they make these trees and things available to the people that follow them. And they upload their islands so their subscribers and followers can visit the island and poke around. And then it gets taken down because some jerk decided oh, they're cheating. They can't cheat. I'm going to report you. Like, yeah. does it, it's not hurting you at all. It's not hurting anybody. It's not like, it's not a, like you said, it's not a competitive game. It doesn't mm-hmm. because you decide you want star fragment trees on your island doesn't like hurt anybody else. So I can understand people's frustrations. I don't, I think it's messy that Nintendo doesn't allow people to appeal Anything because say, for example, I uploaded my island and say, I don't have any hacks in there, but you know, I'm on a public podcast. Maybe people don't really like me and they just want to mm. report it for the sake of reporting it. It opens up a lot of bullying issues. Mm. Um, and I think that Nintendo not allowing people to appeal a decision is wrong. Mm. Uh, but uh, at the same time, I understand Nintendo wanting to take these down because they don't want people mucking in their games. They don't want people going in and adjusting. I mean, there's people who do these malicious hacks where say, for example, something gets uploaded, it could like cause issues for other people. I, I just, I, I understand why people are frustrated. I don't think the reporting is necessary, but I, and I think if someone did upload a dream Island and it caused issues, then Nintendo can take it down. So I think Nintendo offering the service, it's up to them to monitor how it's being used. And um, I don't feel like they're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> they're leaving it up to the public, which is dangerous and opens it up to bullying and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. that's mm. how I feel about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's the that's the word on the street. But, you know, that's our Animal Crossing update for uh, beginning of August, August. Yeah. Uh, First, first week in August, Animal Crossing. I'm, I'm excited just for the updates and playing them and more stuff. I'm kind of been taking a break and I will sort of come back to it eventually, but I'm definitely excited that they're adding more content and adding more features. So mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. are buying it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. So jumping from our Animal Crossing islands to the other very popular gaming island in Stardew Valley, 
It seems like it's getting a physical Switch release. There's two different physical editions in the works, a standard and a collector's edition. The standard is $35, and it comes with a Nintendo Switch game card. Uh, they plan to include the 1.4.4 update on the card. with, And then you know, once you put it on your Switch, all the other updates are free as they come out. Um, and it also includes a mini illustrated guidebook to help players get started and reversible cover art with Joja themed alternate design. Ooh. So very cool. Now the collector's edition and, and you get all that for $35, which I think is a great price for that, especially if you've been kind of a longtime fan, I'm debating on picking it up, but the collector's edition is like next level stuff. Uh, it's everything in the standard edition, but you also get a, a deluxe six-piece wooden standee made from responsibly sourced birch and cherry wood, a wooden lapel pin, a 14-page Junimo comic by Chihiro Sakeda. I think that's how you say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you also get this really cool deed to your farm, which has a gold foil stamp on it, and the paper is made from 30% recycled straw, which is an actual byproduct of real farming. It has a sturdy, high-quality collector's edition box featuring artwork by Carrie Fry and a soft polyester nylon blend cleaning cloth designed by the same person who did the Junimo comic. I'm sorry if I'm not saying it right. Shihiro Sakeda. <laughs> now, the pre-orders are live right now, and both editions are planned to launch on November 6th of this year. Uh, and the collector's edition is exclusively on Fangamer's website only. So if this is something you guys want to pick up, I think that this is an awesome collector's edition for the game. I think it's long overdue that they have gotten this sort of treatment or if even just a physical release in general uh, for Stardew Valley. So I'm excited for this. It's pretty cool. I mean, mm -hmm. did you get it? Come on now. I know you want it. I I do. This is like the worst time for them to come out with something like this because money's really tight. Everything's really unsure with COVID mm -hmm. and uh, but they're really cool. cool. Yeah. If anybody is is going to get me something for Christmas, a collector's edition for sure. <laughs> get it. <laughs> I, I guess the question is, if you've already been playing it, can you put in the physical edition and still play? I guess you wouldn't even need it because you're just like, okay, I could give the game to a friend because you're exactly. already having it. You just, yeah. you just want the stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just want the so. cool stuff. Yeah. 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 That's funny. I like that. <laughs> it's cool. I, I'm I'm about it. Um, I, I love when they do crazy physical editions of stuff like Limited Run or other things like that. I've definitely been yeah. into them. It's even better when you haven't purchased the game yet. And like, oh, I've always thought about doing that. Now I'll get this thing because it's like really cool and yeah, um, go from there. But I've definitely picked up a few Limited Run games and um, and I'm pretty excited that they they're doing this. It looks it looks beautiful. So I'm about the it. The quality is is amazing, especially yeah. for the collector's edition stuff. Like the cleaning cloth, all the illustration work is so beautifully done. Yeah. Super high yeah. end, super high end. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about something else that's super high end that you can't get anymore because it went on sale and sold out immediately. The Lego NES set, which I'm super sad and disappointed about because I woke up this morning, wah, went wah. to Nintendo Life, and they're like, it's available for pre order. Just kidding, it's not. Uh, <laughs> so I went there and it's temporarily out of, temporarily out of stock. So I will check this every day um, because it, I forgot that I thought that they were going to do a pre order on it, but I forgot that they were just putting it on sale. Like, I don't know. That's upsetting to me because the yeah. other Nintendo Super Mario set, you know, had very long pre-order runs and I pre-ordered it even though I didn't need to because everybody has it. 
And then, you know, this thing comes out and then boom, it's gone immediately. So you're like, okay, like, geez, geez, Louise, you know, and yeah, um, it's just disappointing to me. But that being said, we did talk about other Mario stuff that was coming out this year, which was the uh, brand new Mario Monopoly and Mario Jenga. And I did go on Amazon and I did buy those this morning just so I can have them. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that the Jenga will play, I think, legit at least once or twice. Like, I think that'll be yeah. fun. I don't know how much we'll ever play a Monopoly because like when again in this time of COVID, am I going to have two friends over for multiple hours indoors playing Monopoly? <laughs> Never. Just you and Heather can play for hours and hours. But it, <laughs> but one Monopoly is not even a fun game and Monopoly is definitely not a fun game with two people. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. We'll just have to try it and let us know how it goes. And And speaking of you know, you're mentioning how the other pre-order and everything kind of came out previously. I, it just made me think, why are they releasing these things so scattered? Yeah. They should have waited and done this intense, crazy launch of all Lego Nintendo stuff. Yeah. And just it could have been this huge campaign and everyone like really got everyone excited for it. You could have pre-orders a week before you know, they're ready to go. Like, why are they pushing them out like this? It's so weird. Yeah, it'd be cool to have like, here's all of the stuff, right? Here's all yeah, of the, the yeah. crazy. Because it's just confusing right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we assume that the new Monopoly and the new Jenga are part of this thing, but like, maybe they're not. Well, but I'm even just talking about the previous so like there was the the thing that the thing that you pre-ordered two of the starter oh, yeah. kit Months with a little like interactive Mario and now they had the NES system. Why? I feel like maybe the inter- original intention was that they were going to come out together, but then COVID happened and they had to change their system. Hmm. But even still, they could have like delayed one of them. Yeah. And then done know. a huge launch. I don't know. I, it's just it's really weird and confusing how they're doing pre-orders for some things, pre-orders not for other things, and how it's all kind of happening. All this stuff is cool. Don't get me wrong. I think <laughs> it's awesome that Lego and and Nintendo are teaming up. But I wish like it felt like I don't know a little more organized. <laughs> yeah, because it feels really scattered right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I would like just <laughs> one. Like they do have a very nice website for it, but then mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I really want to see all of it and then everything that I can buy together and then they're all not there. So I want to see all the games. I want to see all the Lego sets and I want them all to be available. They don't necessarily have to be available on the same day, but like make it so I could pre-order it. Right. And I could get it, but I feel like there's going to be just a bunch of uh, people that are going to resell it. You know, I I, I just want it. So I don't know. (laughs) Just want it now. (laughs) I just want it. Nintendo. I want it and I want it now. Um, all right. Anyways, uh, let's get on. That's our news for the week. Let's get on to our best sellers. Christina, what do we got this week? So the top 10 best sellers of the week. First place, still in first place, is Paper Mario, the Origami King. Second is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Third, Minecraft. Fourth, Celeste coming back in the top 10. Fifth is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Sixth is sixth is Spyro the Reignited Trilogy. Seventh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Eighth, Minecraft Dungeons. Ninth, a game I actually really love, Dear God. I don't think I've ever seen that in the top 10, but surprise, it's here. If nobody's ever played this game, check it out. I really enjoy it. Very relaxing game. And then 10th is Carrion. Nice. And then 
And then I know you like this game. It very recently came out and it's actually in the top 30 this week. In 27th place is Crisis Remastered. So it made it. Nice. I wonder if Dear God was on sale for something really, really low. It must have been. It's back up to $8 now. Yeah. Usually if anything goes on sale, like for cheap, it's it's it shows up in the top 10 the next week. Looks cool. Yeah. Mm, it's it's a cool game. It's interesting. Check it out. I'll check it out. I mean, when it goes back on sale, not now. But <laughs> there's that. Well, I think that brings us to this week's new releases. We got a few checkboxes. I'll kick it off on August 4th. There's a game coming out called Scully. Um, it's $29.99. Uh, this is a game, uh, a larger game, uh, at least, but it, it looks really neat, I will say. Um, it's by Modulus Games. Uh, it's coming out on Steam and on the the Switch. Uh, and I don't know, it looks, the graphics on it are really cool. The whole concept of the game is that you're on this mysterious remote island uh, and the skull wakes up on, on, on the shore. And you're sort of this clay troll person and you sort of, throw the skull and you control the skull the entire time. So you're kind of like whipping around and, and dodging obstacles and, and, and sort of, you know, rebringing life to the Island or away, but it, it's, it's really neat. There's like t- tons of, of levels, 18 levels, seven different ecosystems, um, fully voice, uh, voice dialogue and cut scenes throughout the entire thing. It looks really well done. Uh, as far as the graphics go, like it was a trailer. So I don't know if it was a switch specific trailer, but it looks really neat. Um, I love the character design, the the big sort of um, I don't know. It's not really a troll, but uh, I don't know what to call that. They call the the character, but it's it's like almost clay animation style to it. Um, mm-hmm. These these things, and you yeah, you just kind of control and you hop and skip around and do all this stuff. It looks really neat. So uh, I'm probably not selling the game very well, but it, it you should definitely just look at and watch the gameplay. That that's what I would say. Yeah, I almost put a check on it um, just because I thought it looked really, really well done. But I didn't because it's not typically a type of game I would go for. But, you know, for $29, it seems like it was really well made. And, you know, there's a lot of time put into it. So, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it looked pretty neat. Yeah. I'm going to put it on the uh, put it on the good old wish list. <laughs> uh, the next game I have checked is on it's coming out August 6th. It's called Airy Broken Memories. And if that name sounds the least bit familiar to you, yes, it is actually kind of a, a sister game to the original 2019 Airy game by Epixer Games. Mm. It's similar gameplay to the original Airy game as well. You're basically a bird flying around, soaring and exploring the environment. Uh, but this one actually has more of a story element. And I remember reading reviews for the original Airy game and seeing people say that, um, you know, it's it's cool, it's relaxing, but there isn't really a goal in the game. You're just kind of aimlessly flying around. Uh, but in Airy Broken Dreams, you the story is you're in the mind of another person gathering memories. So you are sli- flying around and collecting these things called memory shards to help kind of put this person back together and wake them up from a coma. So um, maybe this will be better than the original Airy game. Not sure. It's It hasn't released on anything else yet. It's all on everything that really stays August 6th. So not just the Switch. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how this ends up turning out yeah that looks pretty cool i almost i almost put a checkbox on that one i thought it looked pretty neat um mm-hmm. but uh yeah there, there was you know the other game i also almost put a checkbox on was um clan n clan and i think it sort of reminded me of a yeah. side scroller hack and slash 
uh, you know, four player online game. It looked really cool too. It, it's one to check out. I thought it looked pretty neat uh, in general. I also like this one a lot too. Um, and there's a bunch of other games coming out. Uh, but the only other one that we both checked was Wordify. And I didn't even look at it. I just went and bought it for how it was 69 cents it was on sale from $3. So maybe you could tell everyone yeah. a little bit about this one. Yeah. So first little story time. Uh, my mom loves those like word making games on her mm. phone. But mm-hmm. the issue is that there's so many ads in it. Mm. And um, I actually tried downloading it. But because there's so many ads, it would drain my battery and my phone would like catch on fire. Oh, it was no. ridiculous. So I had to stop playing the game. But it's a, it's a fun game. It was uh, like a word making puzzle game where you can they give you like a circle of letters and you have to use just those letters to make a bunch of words to fit in certain places in a crossword puzzle. Um, like there's a lot of mobile games that are like it, but why not have a nice looking one for your switch that hopefully won't catch your switch on fire, you know? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's 250 handmade crosswords, 10 different color themes, touch support, which is important for a game like this. So I'm happy that they have that along with some relaxing background music. So for 69 cents, I mean, this is hard to be, I, I'm, probably going to just pick it up because it's like a nice, you know, pick it up, you know, if you're on the toilet before you go to bed, you know, <laughs> lots of lots Stuff of like uh, potential. Yeah, yes. A, a good downtime game. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I just decided to get it for, you know, you probably have enough gold coins sitting around. That you could probably pick it up. It's probably 10, 10 yeah. gold coins. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty cool. And I, and I decided to pick that up for, for Heather. We'll see if she plays it or not. Probably not. But it's there. It'll be there on August 7th, at least. It'll be one of those games where she'll like look at her home screen and they'll touch it and it's like, oh, you can't play it yet. And you're like, okay, well, cool. Thanks. Oh, that's probably why she gets mad at you for buying her things. Yeah. You buy her all the the pre-releases stuff. Yeah. Well, I want to get it on sale. I want to get it on sale. I don't want to pay full price, but you know, whatever. All right. Well, that brings us to everyone's favorite part of the podcast. I have to assume, which is what you've been playing. What you've been playing, Christina? I've just been playing Animal Crossing this last week, uh, just getting ready for the update, trying to catch all those beetles. Is is anybody else having issues trying to find all these beetles? There's so many, and there's like five that I I cannot get. I even tried um, flying to like a a vacation, like a separate island thing. I forgot what it's even called because I mm. haven't done it very often. Yeah. But going there and then cutting down all the trees, getting rid of everything, and then just planting a bunch of palm trees I bring with me because they only spawn on palm trees. And it's just like I I haven't gotten any of the rare ones at all. It's so frustrating. And I just want to get them so bad. <laughs> so that's what I'm up to. <laughs> Nice. I definitely did notice last time I booted up, there was a lot more beetles and things like that. And I was like, oh, this is fun. But yeah. I always my trees are like almost too close together. So I'm always running in and, and moving oh, mm-hmm. too close to them and they're running away. That's always my problem. <laughs> so. What about you? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I did boot up Animal Crossing here and there, like I said, but mostly I've been trying to finish Crisis. We talked last week that I just started it and gotten it after it, you know, took it did take. I forgot to mention on the podcast, it took like two hours to download. It was so big. Um, but uh, Crisis Remastered, I've been trying to get through it. Uh, it is a good game. I mean, it's a good shooter. Uh, it's fun. It is a game that has, you know, 10 ish levels, I will say, or chapters is probably a better word because each chapter is about an hour. And when you go to play a chapter or when you reboot the you know game up or wherever you're at in your save, 
you know, it's about a minute or two load. So it's a very large load because it's loading everything up and uh, it doesn't have to load ever again, which is very nice um, in general. You know, it probably loads different stuff on demand, but there's never a, oh, it's going to stop, do a load, and then you can continue your mission. It's not until you finish a full chapter and you move on to the next thing. Uh, with the game, I usually try to play one chapter at a time because each chapter is about an hour. So it, it's the, that's a long gameplay for a single load, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been, you know, playing through it here and there, and I'm probably six or seven chapters in. So I, there's 10 chapters total, like I said, 10 or 11, I think. And so like, I got, you know, four or five hours left, so about five, six or seven hours in at this point. And, you know, the the biggest problem I have with it is that I'm kind of, you know, Heather will be like, how was the game? And she's always interested. And I'm like, it was good, you know, and then. Um, I'm like, it's good. I'm like, I'm just kind of kind of getting bored a little bit because a lot of the chapters are just similar. It's like, okay, get to this, you know, get to this point. And there's a bunch of people you got to, you know, shoot along the way. And then like, okay, and then get this weapon and then, you know, blow up this thing. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, what's the next chapter? Like, go shoot these things and get to this point and then do this thing. Mm -hmm. And there are some new unique things throughout. So like eventually you figure out that you can call in airstrikes and you can, um, you know, get different, you know, different ammo for your weapons. And you're like, okay, that, that's cool. But it doesn't necessarily alter the game all that much. More recently on chapter five or six, you get a tank and you can blow up stuff, which is fun. Um, that made that chapter quite, quite fun because it was different. But then, the next mm-hmm. chapter, you're not in the tank. So you're like, OK, I'm back just doing this thing. And, and and it is it is good in general. However, I feel like I don't know if it's the switch version or if the normal crisis was like this, too, is that the thing that upsets me about it is that as I'm clearing out different camps or whatever um, or different you know, military bases, there seems like there's enemies that just sort of come out of the out of the ether like they're just like and now there's more enemies here and you're like, okay where do they come from right and then like why why like i cleared out everything and then all of a sudden there's one behind me like i don't know like where do they come from you know like the, like their spawn points are very odd and um i'm also noticing that the ai just kind of does a lot of the same like the ai they like really want to be in the turret so you kill someone that's was in the turret and then mm. someone else would go fill the turret. And you're like, oh, I just hate the turret because it's like, you know, trying to take me out and it's got a lot of weapons and you're like, okay. And then um, a lot of the, some of the AI will be really smart. And then some of the other AI will not be so smart. And you're like, all right, like weird that like this AI is just standing there, you know? And uh, I don't, again, I don't know if it's the switch or if it's just the game in general, it is an older game, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't take away from, the core gameplay it just is like okay like at this point i i understand the basics i start a chapter run around kill a bunch of people you know get out of the the, the level and i'm done mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for the story to really kick in uh which maybe it does in the later chapters but there's not necessarily like a lot of cut scenes or a lot of you know in-depth yeah. it's just more of the same thing over and over again that's what, what it, it seems like. That's what it yeah. seems to be. So I'm hoping that, you know, the next few chapters pick up. Um, mm-hmm. I do have Bioshock collection sitting right here. Yeah. Sitting here. It's wrapped. Wrapped still. The collection. Unwrap it. No. 
still, it's still wrapped. Get on it. It's still wrapped. So I'm waiting. Uh, I'm not going to put it into the Switch until I finish Crisis. So hopefully this week I will finish it. Okay. And uh, I will play <laughs> next week. But I mean, the game, like I said, Crisis runs great. It's a good looking game overall. Um, yeah. And I'll be, I'll be fascinated to see how it compares to Bioshock, which is also, you know, in the, in the very similar vein of a, of a first person game. But from what I remember of Bioshock is it's, it's more, uh, narrative driven, which is yeah, kind of definitely. something that I'm missing out on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll definitely get the, the, what you're missing out on crisis Bioshock will make up for, I think. But it's interesting because in Bioshock two, a lot of the things that you were saying about crisis, where it's kind of feels like the same thing over and over again. That's kind of how I started to feel a little bit in Bioshock two. Mm. Um, it was short lived, but it was definitely there. And, and there will be times where they'll throw in a little something extra, but then it's like only for a short period of time you can do it or use it. So um, at least from what I can remember, I blazed through those games so fast. I feel like uh, <laughs> I might be thinking of maybe another point in the series, but I think it was Bioshock 2, um, but it was still good. But yeah, Really excited for you guys. So yeah, Michael got his copy too. He posted in Discord and I cheered. So <laughs> that yeah. that Bioshock episode will be coming out soon, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, we will we'll definitely. We, you, at the end of the last podcast, it was sort of the last day of the sale. We both picked it up on Best Buy. So we're pretty excited about that. And yeah, we'll give an update. Hopefully next week, Michael will be back. and can give an update mm-hmm. if I haven't started it yet. But I'll at least try to start the first one because I, I do remember very fond memories of the first one. And I'm excited to see yeah. how it holds up in this in this remake. So mm-hmm. um, I guess it's not really a remake. It's just a collection. So I don't, I don't know if they yeah. improve the graphics I think it's remastered. All. It's remastered, remastered, I think. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, it definitely yep. is. There it mm-hmm. is. All right, cool. All right, well, <laughs> anything else from you, Christina? No, that's it for me. All right, cool. I think that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch. Until next week, make sure you do all the things like follow us on the internet at Dispatch Podcast on Twitter or just go to NintendoDispatch.com. You can find all the links to our Discord, to all the other things, and you know, share it with a friend. Be like, hey, check out this podcast. We'd really appreciate that. But that's going to do it for this Nintendo Dispatch. Until next time, thanks for listening.